they talk about it. Welcome, welcome back to She Could Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Colleen, aka Gongoli MC on Instagram. If you want to see what the music is about, what we're doing, or Kalini Wings on Instagram, if you want to sauce and toss and see what we're cooking. Also, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of um treads over there and traction over there, I should say. So I'm the original Gongoli on TikTok. So go ahead and feel free to follow me over there. You get a little bit more um insight with everything. You get a little bit of everything over there. Or you can just be keep it simple and go over to www.doerecords.com. That is www.doerecords.com. Hey, how y'all been? Ooh, I told y'all my last episode, I was overstimulated, which is causing me to kind of like wade through a lot of data to see what episodes I'm going to put out first. But, um, I gave all that up. I, I woosawed for a little bit. My birthday passed. I had a great birthday, was able to chill, relax, do what I wanted to do. So that was a blessing. I'm grateful to see another year. So thank God for that. Thank the ancestors for that. Had a great, um, Super Bowl weekend. I'm going to be dropping some footage for that on the gram, on TikTok, because, you know, I cook. I be throwing down. So I'm going to get y'all that, as well as we had a wonderful, peaceful, loving Valentine's. So, yes, I had a great time, you know, with my family, my friends, and blessed to see another year of it all. Whew. So now let me back up a little bit, because that's my enjoyments and I just wanted to catch y'all up on how I've been doing what's been new with me what's been going on I'm grateful I have a lot going on and I'm grateful for that as well however I wanted to backtrack a little bit because I'm going to rapid fire these episodes off so this one right here as you can see by the title it is called the Taylor effect okay and you know who I'm talking about so just like how I talk about or give my opinions on, you know, Beyonce, Nikki, Megan Thee Stallion, um, any black woman that's uh, in entertainment, Young Miami, um, whoever, right, good or bad, you know, if I have an opinion, I share it. Normally, you know, I support the women because I am a woman. I'm also a woman in entertainment, so I don't feel like we should pit each other against each other, right? But what I want to say is something that was very interesting to me. A couple of weeks ago, right before the Super Bowl, or right around the Super Bowl, I would say, I found out that Taylor Swift is 34, 35 years old. And I was blown away by that. I thought she was like 19, 20, 21. I literally thought that she was no older than 22. I swear to God. So kudos to Taylor for looking great because she looks amazing. Not saying that 35, you should start falling apart and looking shitty. No, but I'm saying, um, she has a very youthful-esque to her, right? So I made a post on Facebook and I said, you know, when I found out I was in conversation with someone, it was like, yeah, Taylor Swift is 35. Like she needs to grow up. And I was like, wait, what? And they were like, exactly clean. And I was like, wait, no, I thought she would the whole time. I thought, you know, like, for example, I remember when Kanye West went on you know, what was it, the VMAs and said that Beyonce should have won. And if you put the time frame to that, that's about 11 years ago. So I'm like, okay, she was about 16, right? This is me in my mind. So 10, 11 years, she about 25, 26, the max. That's what I was thinking. But she was older back then. Wow. Very interesting. So when I made the post saying random, Taylor Swift is 35 years old, singing about teenage angst and puppy love. I thought she was 19 or 20, 21 the max. 
That is all. That's the post. That's literally my post verbatim that I posted on Facebook. And um, a lot of black women were vocal. And they said yes. And then um, one of my friends posted um, an article by a black doctor, which is a woman, who basically highlighted the Taylor Swift effect. And so I was like, well, okay, this is interesting. She said, basically, you summed up this article with your one post. It's not even a paragraph, but you hit it right on the head. And so I was like, all right, cool. Let me take a look at this article. So I read the article, and it was saying how um, even though she is a woman of 34, going on 35 or whatever, um, she portrays an image of an innocent 14-year-old girl that's being bullied by the world, you know, and everyone has to come to her rescue. So I said, huh, that's an interesting take because I thought she was 19, 20, 21. And the only thing we, I would say majority, I can't speak for the whole black community and say like whatever, but as far as the people that I speak to, my peers, the biggest information that we remember about Taylor Swift ever is that Kanye interrupted her, you know, her, award speech or whatever her acceptance speech for the VMAs. Okay, cool. But, um, it's interesting, you know, because, um, I was watching. So let me go back a little bit. Let me go back a little bit because a, I want it to be clear. I am not a hater. I'm just observing things. And the older I get, the more I realize that I've been gaslit <laughs> my entire life. Well, up until I started realizing and paying attention, but, um, yeah, it's definitely a double standard in this world, period. Why? I don't know. I wish that we could separate in every way that you could take that word possible and live separate lives and see who, who wins, right? I think we know who would win based on skill set. but I digress. I'm going, that's a whole nother episode, but, um, yeah. So all that to say is the article was saying how, um, she uses the imagery of being an innocent girl and she always looks surprised like, Oh my God, I got my favorite doll on Christmas. The one I always ask Santa for, right? They say like, that's part of her MO. And if you don't know what MO is, motive operandi, meaning like that's the goal you know, is to have you believe something. So in this particular case, the goal is to have you believe that she's an innocent girl, delicate flower, white flower that the world has to protect. It don't matter what race, color, queen, you have to protect Taylor Swift. So I said, okay, well, how does she get this image? Right. You know, after reading the article and everything, I said, I could see that because I was fooled. Right. I thought she was significantly younger than she is. Right. Now the crazy thing that I find funny also is, and I don't know if it's the black community, the white community or whatever, because I've get asked about my age from black and white people all the time. And I'm like, why is my age so important to you? You know, like, is it going to gauge my intelligence based on my age? No. What is it going to help you 
to know my age. And reality, if some of you people knew my age, you would jump off of a bridge because I don't want to toot my own horn, but I look great. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah, but I noticed that no one brings up age when it comes to Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian, you know, no age is ever brought up, you know? Um, yeah, I find it interesting, but we're going to bring it back to the Taylor effect. So the Taylor effect, depending on which side of the sword you're on and Swifties do not come for me. I'm not a hater. I'm actually new to the Taylor world. So I'm just doing a little bit of research and trying to figure it out, you know, get an understanding for myself as a black woman looking in that don't like that type of music. Right. So, um, the Taylor Swift effect. I said, well, if she's innocent and if she is a sweet girl, then maybe that is her image regardless of age. Right. And we shouldn't hold that against them. But then, um, interestingly enough, Candace Owens, who doesn't seem to quite favor or care for Taylor Swift, always comes through with the receipts. Trust me, Dip, like f these receipts be no joke. But anyway, she broke it down and she said how, um, you know, it's obvious examples of her doing, manipulating her fans and the fans are so far gone that they're like zombies. They'll do whatever for her. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I spoke recently about, oh, I didn't even air that episode. So never mind, y'all, because I was on the edge with that one. But I did an episode that did not air because I was like, I don't want to get too controversial. But it was about Nikki and Megan and the beef at the time, right? And I said the same thing. I said the barbs are dead, are deadly, you know? Shout out to the barbs. I don't want no problems with y'all. I've already had a little bit of run-ins with them, you know? But, um, yeah, they're deadly. She'll put the call out, Coca! Yo, this is how she be. Where is it at? I think she'll be like this. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's it. Let me go back. Then she'll be like this. And then the barbs go. They go. So she put the call out. Nikki be like. And the barbs go. Taylor puts the call out. And the Swifties go. You know, so it's the same thing. So I'm saying that to say that I don't think one is better than the other or one is any different than the other in certain capacities. So hear me out now. And this is actually great that I get to kind of use Nikki because Nikki has a very influential fan base, just like Taylor. But, um, and they will go, she puts the call out, they go. You know, it's literally. And then they're like, and then they're gone they're off to the races. So, um, I feel like it's also misleading to the fans, right? Because if you know that you're not a hundred percent living that life, you are causing people to risk their life, their livelihood. In some instances, spend their savings to follow you, to come to your show, to be a part of your experience that you're just benefiting from, that you're going home to your 50th boyfriend to, and I don't know, do drugs and drink and carry on. Like, let me tell you, and, I, and this is not directly towards Taylor Swift or Nikki or any of them, 
but I come from a different era of entertainment. Like I was little, I was a kid watching Whitney Houston in beautiful ball gowns sing amazing, you know? And, um, yeah, I come from the Whitney Houston era and I've seen it from beginning to the end. Right. And what transpired with Whitney is now also an old, you know, folklore or urban legend in some cases, but it's really not an urban legend because it's facts that happened. She died, drugs, etc. Right. But when it came out, and we started to realize that Whitney was not perfect and Whitney had, you know, bad habits and bad vices. Um, they didn't really give her the support she needed. They, she was a crackhead instantly. Um, was still, still sing circles around whoever, but was just reduced to like, you know, crackhead, Whitney, Bobby, you know, they would refer to crackheads. Oh, that's the Whitney and Bobby, you know, stuff like that. And, um, she, even in death, I feel like more could have been done to revere her as a beautiful singer more than the mistakes and the tumbles and, f and fumbles that we witnessed her do or experience publicly. Right. But, um, so to say that, cause I went over to the left about Whitney, but to say that, to say is I wouldn't be surprised if all of these artists, you know, especially women, because there's a lot that women have to keep up with, right? Age, looks, shape, size, weight, you know, etc. You know, men, they could be 50. They just start getting sexier. Women is like, you get a food pie at 50. You got to do extra exercise, you know? So there's a lot of pressure on women in entertainment that age. I get it. And if you found the secret formula to have people forever believe you're 14 years old, I guess that's good. You know, I guess. Because she's a billionaire after this last tour. So who am I to say that she's wrong? But I find something else interesting along with that. So couple the fact that everyone thinks she's this innocent 14 year old girl that needs to be protected. Right. That's why when you see all of the TikToks and Instagram footage of people coming and going from her concert, it's kids, it's mothers with their teenage daughters. There's a lot of little girls. It's kids, right? Some of these women could say, Oh, well, I love Taylor. She's my age. So I'm bringing my daughter to, I get it. I'm not here to say none of that is wrong or none of that is right. I don't like Taylor. Like, okay. Yeah. She's not my cup of tea. I'm not gonna say I don't like, I never met her. I, um, know only one song that I could say I like, and you know me, if I'm going to talk about a topic, I try to have a song related to the topic. So of course I'm going to play Taylor at the end of this episode. And I'm going to play the song that I like for Taylor. So just to let you know, like, I don't hate any artists and I don't not like any artists. But um, in light of new things, I found this interesting. I'll say that about Taylor, that she, um, A, has this persona of a 14-year-old girl. And then B, she runs through men crazy or... Not even as she runs through men. I feel after doing my research, this is my theory, my opinion. I think it's all propaganda and marketing. You know, who's hot right now? We need to pair them with Taylor Swift so that way both 
brands could win. She's messed with like Joe Jonas, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Ben Alwyn, I think his name is, Matt Healy, all high profile dudes. Travis Kelsey, her most recent lick or victim, depending on where your slang comes from. But um, yeah, it's all high profile branded people that maybe the Taylor Swift positive effect can benefit from, right? So, you know, having Taylor in the stands, they said it was like America was locked in because the little girls was locked in to watch Taylor drink beer at the Super Bowl. So that's another part for me that I thought was ironic is how they're like, oh, all the little girls love Taylor. and They're going to be watching the Super Bowl because of Taylor. And she's up there having chug fests with her homegirls. But she should. She's 35 years old. That's what 35-year-old women do that are having fun at their boyfriend's football game. Shit, at any football game, at any Super Bowl party. So do I think she was wrong? No. Do I think that it was fucked up? No. I just think it's ironic, right? Because, for example, Ice Spice is sitting next to her. Ice Spice is like 10, 15 years her junior, right? So it's weird. They're hanging out, but I get it. They got a song, marketing, promotion, and she's only dealing with you if it's a mutual benefit to brands. That's how I look at it. So, yeah, Ice Spice was sitting there, and you could see that she's under a more scrutinizing camera. Same camera, but it's more scrutinizing to her. It's like she's throwing up signs. They're saying it's devil horns, and she has upside-down cross. I've seen it. I'm not going to say it was or wasn't, right? But we know these new kids are thinking that's in style, you know, Little Nas X, um, Doja Cat. All of these young artists now look at worshiping the devil and demon time as a thing. So I think she's just going through a phase, right? But she is legit 21 years old, 22 years old. She is legit a kid. She's always, in, as they were saying in Florida, because I've been in Florida for over 10 years. She is legit a jit. <laughs> yeah. Ice Spice. But she is revered in a hypersexual image. And she just, and you know, the talent is apples and oranges, in my opinion, between her and Taylor. Like, Taylor is definitely an entertainer and a talented artist. I'm not taking that from her. So it's apples and oranges, like I say. But, you know, she, oh, I'm tired of seeing Ice Spice cheeks is what I'm saying. And I'm tired of the hypersexualization of her and all the female rappers, to be honest with you. But yet, Taylor gets to have the innocent Mickey Mouse Club 14-year-old innocent girl image forever. Now, I'm curious and maybe somewhat looking forward to seeing when she turns 40, what happens. Is she going to continue to sing teenage angst love songs about guys that she set up? So now there's another thing. Let me go on to the other side of the Taylor, Taylor, the Taylor effect. The negative side. So I touched on a little bit earlier about she had multiple boyfriends. And a lot of them 
end up getting the shitty end of the stick. And a lot of them didn't understand why. Because they said in some instances, we just went on a few dates. It wasn't like a major relationship. In other instances where it was relationships, it was ended amicably or peacefully that they thought. And then she comes out with this thrashing, bashing, heartbreak record talking about them. Even like naming streets and, you know, remember when I lived on Broadway and you came to my house wearing purple that day? Like, dude is like, yo, that was me. I had on a purple sweatshirt and I went to her house on in Manhattan and she lived on Broadway. You know, it's like so obvious. Well, this is what they're saying. I don't know all her songs like that. And that's just an example. That's not an actual lyric of hers. So don't come for me, guys. I'm just saying for an example that um, a lot of guys, John Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal, Joe Jonas, a lot of guys said that she has written these songs about them and almost ruined them. Right. Okay. So let's fast forward just a little bit. After Kanye, you know, did what he did and um, interrupted her spe- her acceptance speech at the VMAs, years later, he had a song called Famous. And in the song, he says something to the effect of like, um, I think Taylor Swift, um, me and Taylor Swift still might have sex because I made her famous. I don't know. I'm not, I'm just paraphrasing. Go look it up yourself. It's a whole thing. They have a whole bunch of think tanks and talks and opinion pieces on that. All right. But one thing I want to say, shout out to Kanye, because they say there's a thin line between crazy and genius. And I'm right there on that thin line, my damn self. So I understand it's a thin line between crazy and genius. And Kanye rides the hell out of that line. And at the end of the day, I respect him for it. People are like, oh, he's crazy. You got to understand crazy to see genius and you got to understand genius to know why it's crazy. And I'll leave that at that. But to go on a little bit further, um, he prior to releasing the song, which I noticed he does a lot. We'll talk about that on another episode. Prior to releasing this, releasing the song, he went to get permission from Taylor. He would let her hear the lyrics and he said, Hey, I don't want it to come off anti-feminist or anything. So I wanted to run it past you to make sure it's okay. So she was like, Oh, that's not hateful at all. That's not bad. Boom, boom, boom. He said, Oh, my wife says she didn't like, which is Kim Kardashian. So I'm going to even give a little, you know, hand clap for Kim Kardashian on this one. Now, when I say, you know, be a ride or die for your man, in this scenario, what Kim Kardashian did for Kanye, let me finish the story now. Let me, let me get to it. Let me get to it. So, all right. So, he's on the phone with her. Kim Kardashian and a couple of other people are in there filming him. Because, you know, Kanye, he wants to be documented for everything, which, once again, smart man so he called taylor on the phone had her on speakerphone and recorded their conversation where he said to her politely respectfully hey 
I don't want you to be upset and I'm willing to correct it. What do you think about this line or this line? And she even said, hey, I like this line better because the other one, yeah, I I see what your wife is saying. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of it. So it's up to you. It's not my song. Boom, boom, boom. What stood out to me was that last piece. At the end of the day, you're going to have to deal with the repercussions, blah, blah, blah. And that's not verbatim, but she said something along those lines. You can look it up on YouTube. What was interesting to me was she tried it. She tried the 14-year-old, I'm being bullied by Kanye again, MO, that she's run for years, her scam for years. So she put out a um, um, statement saying like, you know, I did not speak to Kanye West before he released that song. And it's so misogynistic and I would never do that. And I would never approve that and went off to the left until... Mrs. Kim Kardashian West at the time pulled up the receipts. What did she do? She put up the conversation of Kanye with Taylor. Like, oh, you didn't speak to my husband? Oh, you didn't tell him it was okay? Bam, what's this? Now, her fans are going to be her fans regardless because since then they sold out her shows. And that's not really enough to say, oh, I'm not a Taylor fan. No. But to the rest of us who are not Swifties, that's kind of like a start for us to say, oh, yeah, she be running game on her fans because and people in general behind the scenes, because you come one way behind the scenes and then come another way in front of the camera. That's very interesting, you know. So, yeah. And um. I don't really know the full ramifications, but her whole hanging out with Ice Spice, it's like a contractual agreement because the dude that she was dating at the time said some really disrespectful things about Ice Spice on his podcast or something. And to clean up the fact that she was associated with him, which she immediately broke that off, she now had to become Ice Spice's best friend. Look that up too. I'm not bullshitting you. So anyway, let's circle back on another thing. Another guy um, that she has an infinity worth of beef with for God knows what. But I'm going to tell you why. Scooter Braun. Now, I'm going to tell you like this. I don't follow Taylor Swift, Scooter Braun. Like that genre and that side of the house is not my side of the house. And there's nothing wrong with that side of the house because I appreciate variety of artists just not you know not that but anyway um apparently her father and her father's business partner sold her masters and the rights to her music to Scooter Braun and Scooter Braun had her music in his possession for about six months before he sold it for a bigger a part of a bigger holding or bigger um portfolio of music. And, um, you know, she was upset about that. Rightfully so. I'm not saying that she shouldn't be because that's a lot of hand tossing for your music and your blood, sweat and tears. So I get that. I'm not faulting her there, but, um, she overlooked her dad and she overlooked her dad's business partner who had everything to do with selling the music. They were the sellers of the music. Right. Um, and, jumped on and targeted the purchaser of the music 
And so I was like, well, who the hell is Scooter Braun? What did he do? That's messed up doing that because I'm an artist. And when you hear shit like that, especially not the whole story, you're rooting for the artist. Like, man, fuck that. Give Taylor her fucking music. What is that? But, um, yeah, he bought the music. He sold the music shortly after. But still, like, to this day, she put out a statement around the time saying how to know that you sold my music to Scooter Braun. I'm so devastated, blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like a victim. I, I sat on my bedroom floor and wrote all these songs. Blah, blah. 14 with pimples in high school. Oh, my God. Right? So she kicked it all out, you know. What did she do? She put the bird call out. And they were like, the Swifties was put into action. They threatened Scooter Braun. They threatened his family. They threatened to harm his children. It was just never ending to the point that Scooter Braun had to reach out to Taylor and say, hey, Taylor, please, could you call the dogs off? Because this is not safe for my family. And you don't realize that a lot of these people might have mental issues and you're just encouraging them to do bad things to people that didn't do nothing to you for real. So she never stopped. So the interesting fun fact about that, which um, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just knew that Scooter Braun brought her music. And I was like, that's fucked up. But I myself, not paying attention, didn't catch the fact that it was your dad that sold it. Like, come on. Never once did she put a statement out about her dad. But anyway, I digress. But um, fun fact, it was a point in time, specifically the time when Kanye West put out that song Famous, Scooter Braun was his manager. Interesting, right? So also, in addition to, of course, Kim Kardashian being privy to her husband's conversation because they videotaped it, Scooter Braun, of course, of, of course, may have been privy to the conversation and also to know what type of individual she is behind the curtain and in front of the curtain or versus in front of the curtain. But because, you know, the proof was in the pudding, you couldn't come after Kim Kardashian and Kanye West because they had proof. It's almost as if they know, like, she's going to put the Swifties on us, so we might as well cover our back. Like, CYA, cover your ass, and get some proof, record the conversation, take it from there. They did it. Kudos to them. You know, it reminds me of Monique the other day on Club Shay Shay. She said she recorded her conversation with Tyler Perry to prove what was happening. But either way, good job for them kudos to them for thinking ahead so um yeah so you can't use your victim rhetoric against someone who has proof and you're not even talking like oh my god I'm a victim you're like oh that's not hateful that's good okay you but you could say that like you're talking like a grown adult with another grown adult and tell them it's okay to be creative it's your music and he was like, thank you, I appreciate it. But you to turn around and, oh my God, I'm a victim, I didn't know, right? Rhetoric in the end. So I thought that was interesting. And I said, you know what, Taylor Swift, I am a victim. Uh, I can't even say it. I am a victim of the Taylor effect. I thought she was 1921. 
And that just blew me away. And I don't like that. The reason why I don't like that is because on the other side, you have girls like um, Young Miami, JT, they're 28, 29. You have Doja Cat, who's 26. You have Ice Spice, who's 22, you know? And they're over-sensationalized, hyper-sexualized, and forced to look a little bit more mature than they actually are. And they're forced to rap about more mature things than the average age white woman counterpart. And I'm not trying to be racist here. I just think it's very interesting. And then you'll be like, oh, well, they live tougher lives. They live, really? Ice Spice, I think, was a volleyball player at, um, in college, you know, um, things happen. People have kids and stuff, but really we can give this exception to a a billionaire that's 35 years old. It's okay. You can be 14 all you want and be a baby and whatever you do doesn't matter. You can break all these hearts or not even you can ruin these men's image just for the gain of a new hit record. And half of these dudes didn't do you the way you're making it seem like you were done, which is interesting because the song we're going to play today is actually kind of like a, I don't know. I think this to me sums up all of her rhetoric, you know? And in the video, you know, she's like all American apple pie. Like they dress her like ginger from Gilligan's Island, you know, the little boat shorts, red and white plaid shirt red lipstick blonde apple pie look you know so she could be 50 kicking the apple pie look but ice spice gotta have cheeks out at 21 make it make sense you know why is it that we as on the black side of life forget just music but on the black side of life have to always be forced to be mature forced to take the L, forced to be the bigger person. But I've seen 60-year-old white women melt down like children, have temper tantrums, and everyone tiptoe around them. As soon as I say something that's valid, whoa, there's no need to be so angry, clean. You know, you just ruin the mood when you get angry. Oh, my God, calm down. Let's get the security. It's crazy. Why is that? Why is that? When a 35-year-old black woman has a meltdown, she's either going to be shot dead, arrested, tased, or something. But a 35 or older white woman have a meltdown that she has to be protected at all costs. She's tender. She's sensitive. And I'm not saying all, because I know some really strong women of all colors, you know, that we stick together. We know right is wrong. And honestly, some of my girlfriends, my homegirls that are not black was like, you just not realizing this bullshit, Colleen? This is bullshit. Taylor is bullshit. They even say the whole, I've seen a lot of, you know, white women, probably Taylor's age, um, very vocal about like, listen, we've been watching sports. We've been football fans and we don't want to see the Taylor bullshit. We rather have football the way we know and love it 
without the extras. But you know, it is what it is. They they do whatever with it. So I thought that was interesting. And and tell me if my um dive down the Taylor Swift rabbit hole, am I off the mark? Am I on the mark? Am I making a little bit of sense and I'm am I in the area? Now and once again, my disclaimer is this is not a video to hate Taylor Swift at all. You know, it's just I'm as I'm getting older. I'm comparing apples and oranges because even the black community does not have compassion for the black people within said community, but we will extend that compassion. No problem for Taylor, no problem for Kim Kardashian, all the Kardashians and, um, anyone that's not black. Yeah. It's very interesting, interesting times. So anyway, I'm going to leave you with this episode. It's a short one because like I said, I didn't really have, it's not a hate train. It's not nothing about that. It's really, I was like, okay. And I honestly, because like I said, the Taylor effect, I'm a victim of it. Travis Kelsey seemed very more worldly. He had a black girlfriend, a beautiful, stunning girl. You know, I noticed it was a pitch a couple of years ago, which is why I feel like this might be his, um, you know, he has to do this. But I remember it was a couple of years ago, I guess they won something. I don't know. I'm not a, a football fan. And it was a picture that went viral of all the football players and their wives. And all the black football players had white wives. And all of the white football players had white wives, except for Travis Kelsey. It was him and his beautiful black girlfriend at the time in the picture. So that was a definite standout picture. And I think that the um, powers that be wanted to correct that image and give him an all American image. And the perfect way to do that, you know, the brand specialist herself, there you go. So that's my opinion on that. I don't care one way or the other. I just think he's a new, um, new level of her branding. Maybe, the check got bigger and NFL is paying, you know, I feel like it's something to that effect though, you know, and either way you look at it, like, okay, to go back a little bit, like I said, I was a victim of the, um, Taylor Swift effect because I seen Travis Kelsey with this girl for years and he seems very mature and very well, you know, put together and looks kind of like, you know, he's in a different world. So I was like, what is he doing with Taylor? Isn't Taylor like 21 years old? He's too old to be with Taylor. This is me. I'm not a Taylor fan. I'm not a Travis, whatever his name is, Travis Kelsey fan. I'm not a football fan and I'm not a pop song, pop fan, pop music fan, whatever. See, I can't even say the genre. So there you go. So I'm just Switzerland here. And I said, what is that extremely young girl dating this of the world football player? Come to find out she's older than him. And that's kind of how the conversation was brought to, how it was brought to me that like, wait, hold on. What, how old do you think? To, I said, she's hanging out with Ice Spice. She's no more than 21, 22. Like I'm convicted in my opinions. And they were like, you know, Google is your friend, right? And I was flabbergasted after that. And then it just made me feel like, yo, it's a, 
a big, you know, um, facade. I won't say scam, but facade. She's winning too. So, you know, let me give Taylor a applause. You're winning. You bought your fans bought in. NFL bought in. You're a billionaire. And those are all like rounds of applause for Taylor. Cause she she did her thug thizzle. I cannot be mad at that. Shit. I wish I can be a third of that. So I'm not, you know, this is not a, a um a hate train to Taylorville or no shit like that. No. I just thought it was interesting, the effect. It's really an effect, you know? So tell me guys. Like I said, this one's going to be a short one because I got to get back to work. Got to get some more things. I got some more stuff in the works. But um, tell me what you think. Am I bugging out? Am I overreaching my boundaries into the pop world that I don't know anything about? Or is this stuff sort of true? Or is it partially true? Or is it all lies? I don't know. But you tell me, y'all. Until next time, you know my motto. If you like this episode, tell a friend. If you don't like this episode, tell a friend. It doesn't hurt either way. Also, on Spotify, on Audible, and on iHeartRadio, you now have the ability to communicate with me, guys. So you can answer all of these questions that I asked on the show. You can say, hey, you know what, Colleen? This is how I feel. Put it in the comments. Also, we're always on YouTube. Put it in the comments. Let me know how y'all feel. All right? And like I said, I always believe in spreading love, but I also am at a point in life where I'm looking at things from different perspectives. So you tell me if I'm reaching or not. Until next time, you know how I say also spread love. But before you do, make sure you love yourself because we can't love no one else if we don't love ourselves. And I'm going to circle back on that real quick because I saw something the other day that said, stop telling people to love themselves. They might not be capable. I know. I know. Sometimes we feel like we're not worth it. Sometimes we feel like we don't deserve it. Sometimes we feel like, why do you love me? Why should I love me? But sometimes we got to give each other grace and as much grace that we can give for like, I don't know, Taylor when she gets bullied or as much grace we can give for Nikki when she gets bullied. Give that grace to yourself. Okay. Give it to yourself and you'll realize how the world opens up. Doors open up. Opportunities open up and you see the sun even through the rain. All right. So until next time, y'all, y'all take care of yourselves, love yourself and each other. All right. Cause you can't love me if you don't love you until next time. Colleen, she can talk and I'm out. Peace. I remember when we broke up the first time saying this is it. I've had enough. Like we hadn't seen each other in a month When you said you needed space What? Then you come around again and say Baby, I miss you and I swear I'm gonna change Trust me, remember how that lasted for a day I say I hate you, we break up You call me, I love you
ever. I'm really gonna miss you picking fights and me falling for it, screaming that I'm right. And you would hide away and find your peace of mind with some indie record that's much cooler than mine. Ooh. 